Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. If you're familiar with the breaks and the dream junkies, then you know who Ruslan is. But do you know how to pronounce his last name? For fear of butchering it, I'ma let him say it. Ruslan Karoglanov. Ruslan, two syllables, three meanings. Huge, great lion, I send greetings. Religious refugee, we will come back to that. Lyrical acrobat, I've come to try and master rap. After that, communicate, plaster that. In a way that captures imaginations with the good news, but this ain't plaster rap. Positive hip hop, that's really positive. Showing you how to live. Acknowledge the one that lives forever for some endeavor. Ruslan was born in Baku the capital of Azerbaijan, located in the Soviet Union. He was born on December 31st, 1984. I'm originally from the Soviet Union, and me and my family came out here in 1991 after the pogroms of Baku. That's the country we're from, is Azerbaijan, Baku. Uh, it's just north of Iran. And so in 1989, there were some persecutions, uh, persecution happening against Armenian Christians. And we were some of the people being persecuted. And so we came out to America in 1991, kind of as a fresh start. The area we were in was, was actually quite nice. Baku is, they're, they're one of the biggest, ooh, I guess you call it like a tourist destination now. And I want to go back someday. The area we lived in, I mean, it was, it was under Soviet Union communism. So the cool thing about communism is, or the cool thing about that sounds weird, but one of the things about communism is there's no poor really, right? So there's only middle class. It's most, mostly everybody's middle class, and then there's you know uh, higher up officials. So the area we were in was very nice. And then what happened was in the late um, '80s there was these things called the pogroms of Baku, which the Azerbaijani and the RZ Muslims that was it was a Muslim state. They decided they didn't really like Christians there, and it goes back to you know, persecution of, uh, between Turkey and Armenia and it's super deep, but the, the long end of it is that the people started uprising and wanting Armenians to leave, uh, because of ethnic cleansing. And so we had to leave or we were going to probably die. So most of the Armenians all left, you know, within a couple of years, we, you know, everybody migrated or came over to other countries as refugees. From Baku in the Middle East, Seeing bloodshed in the streets, fleeing the foreign embassies to Moscow, then overseas to San Diego. I'm hearing raps, then the Soviet Union collapse. Mom and dad went separate tracks, led me to almost slip and fall in the traps. Had to backtrack, backtrack. Fell in love with hip hop, moved to the North County, started all over. That's when he finally found me. Like I had a bounty, it's love all around me. My name is Ruslan, and I'm an immigrant. Humble beginnings, but that's not the end of it. The Armenian Muslims had a problem with the Armenian Christians. So Ruslan and his parents, being Armenian Christians, fled to Moscow for a short while. Then a refugee organization for the persecuted helped them transition to sunny San Diego, California. Eastern Orthodox Christian. So it's, it's Eastern Orthodox, similar to Catholicism. So Armenians are culturally Christian. They would identify themselves. You know, Armenia was the first 
country to take on Christianity as its official religion. And so Eastern Orthodox is, it's similar to Catholicism. It's very like old school. And there's, you know, a guy who's uh, in like a priest outfit and there's altar boys. And it's very like fear of God style church. About the only thing San Diego had in common with Baku was the climate. Ruslan was a six-year-old Russian-speaking kid, and the only thing he knew about America was Michael Jackson and the American Ninja movies. And I don't know who caused you to be famous, and I don't care who you are, what your name is. I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. You're stuck in your anus. I'm not of this world. You're stuck in your anus. I'm not of this world. You're stuck in your anus. I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. I didn't understand. Like I didn't know what a, what the Cold War was, and. You know, our America. This and we moved, We came here right before the fall of communism. So America had this thing called the Cold War with Russia, and we didn't quite understand. I didn't understand what was going on, and so it was interesting meeting people and being like, "Oh, like you're a commie, you know, you're a communist, and Russians and our and Americans don't like each other." And I'm like, "What? Like, what are you? What are you talking about?" I didn't quite. I didn't understand. I didn't have any context of what was happening. Maybe because I was so young. Maybe because in Russia we didn't really. You know, we didn't have as much propaganda of the Cold War, I guess. So that was interesting. And then obviously the language barrier was pretty hard, the cultural barrier. I was one of like four or five white kids at my school, and I was Russian on top of that. So that was pretty awkward. And, you know, I made some friends in my complex and hung out and started discovering music and hip-hop. And, you know, that kind of helped me assimilate and, and identify with something. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Now back to Ruslan's Testimony, A Musician's Story. We met back when B-Boys were doing back spins and the entire world loved Michael Jackson. When movies had over-the-top action. Do you remember those free catalog subscriptions in the 90s where you could order CDs in bulk? Well... Ruslan took full advantage and would order tons of hip-hop CDs. Sometimes he didn't even know who the artist was. He just thought the album artwork looked cool. Those CDs became his Rosetta Stone and helped him to become a wordsmith. It kind of started out just having fun and, and goofing around and freestyling. And 
you know, write, writing down a few raps or rewriting popular rap songs and kind of changing some of the words. It started out as that probably as early as 9, 10, 11. And then I think I went to my first like open mic in San Diego. I was maybe 12. And after that, I was like, okay, like I don't really want to, because there's such a strong correlation between rap culture and like gangster rap culture. And when I moved, I got into a lot of trouble when I was a kid. Uh, I got arrested for attempting to break into a house and, you know, just kind of wilding out very, very young. I'm talking like 12, 11, 12 years old. I was on probation. And I, when I moved to North County, San Diego, which was the su- the suburbs, it was very suburban, very safe. My mom kind of saw things were getting a little hectic. So she relocated us. I was like, okay, I'm just going to play basketball. I'm going to get good grades. Like here's a ch- here's here's a kind of like a second chance for me to stay out of trouble. And I was able to make, you know, kind of make that cognitive decision that young. And fast forward, a couple, like I think a year or two after that, I was in high school and I was kind of freestyling with some people and just, just having fun. And they're like, man, you're really good. Like you should really try rapping. And I was like, ah, you know, and it's that positive reinforcement, that affirmation from friends and peers. And, you know, I kind of started taking it a little bit seriously freshman year, sophomore year, and kept working at it and working at it. And, you know, I'm still working at it. While assimilating to the American culture and slowly evolving into an MC, God met Ruslan somewhere in the middle of all that. No, I see the funny thing is, even though I came out here as a refugee and we were culturally Christian, I wasn't a Christian. I didn't believe in Jesus. I, I we went to you know uh, Armenian Orthodox Church, and we thought you know that's what you did because you are Armenian. Not really like we believe in Jesus, we read the Bible, we pray. It wasn't really like that. And so at one point, you know, I was, I probably, when I was a teenager, I probably identified myself more of an atheist. It wasn't until like exposure through hearing about God through hip hop, oddly enough, through a DMX or through Tupac, that is like the idea of God. I started exploring that idea. And then my freshman year, uh, there was a girl I was dating and she took me to church. And so I had more moments. God kept putting people around me that were Christians. And I had moments, not a not a defining moment. And so one of the moments was she brought me to church and I was very skeptical, but I went and heard the gospel and was like, eh, this is cool. Kept going back. And then a, probably a defining moment after that is when me and her broke up. And I was like, okay, like I was devastated and heartbroken. And I was like, okay, well, let me really go after this church thing. And I got into a, a men's Bible study and really started reading my Bible and praying and yeah, so there was more like moments, not like a moment. I can't tell you like, oh, I remember this time I raised my hand. It was, you know, I was the I was the dude in church that raised his hand every single week. You know, there was an invitation to accept Jesus because I just didn't understand. Of same planet, but yet they can't stand it. Belligerent and falling over, I'm just being candid. The style is so outlandish. Firearms they brandish, but not willing to shoot them. Stupid, they can't see the damage. It's trying to cheap like Kansas. Up on the latest dancers, gambling with their life, hoping they can increase the chances. I'm on a different wave. They're laying at the beach. It's one of them days they really should watch how they speak. So take a photo like my man Sam Wells. If you don't want to fall over, you should grab that handrail. I'm right above it. No need to cuff it, dumb it down. That's why they love it in the world, but not of it. Still connect with the public. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at testimonystories.com. 
That's testimony stories with an S.com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Hey, what's going on? This is Ruslan with the Dream Junkies, and you're listening to Testimony, a musician story. When we all, all get to heaven. When we all, all get to heaven. Heaven, heaven. When we all, all get to heaven. When we all, all get to heaven. Heaven, heaven. Ruslan gave his life to Christ his junior year of high school. Right away, he recognized the importance of doing life with like-minded, God-fearing individuals. I knew that, okay, you know, if I'm not going to do youth group, then I need to do something. And uh, a men's group with some young adults and some guys that were older and some guys that were younger made sense. And that early accountability, early digging deep into the scriptures and really trying to understand was very... Yeah, very helpful for me at developing as a Christian. I make it clear, I ain't got all of the answers. But once we get there, there won't be any second chances. And that's according to his word. And you got to keep in mind, God don't judge on a curve. You either perfect or not. Hell is dark and it's hot. But he made a way out of no way, which is doing a lot. More than we could have ever done. Rescued his people from slavery. Now we are forever one. But I still take him for granted. Thankfully, he has never left me stranded. Truthfully, I know I don't deserve his love. But apparently, this is how he always planned it. Meh, I can't call it. Drunk like an alcoholic. Off of his love, not just to get into his wallet. What I really want to be is obedient. Ruslan plugged into the Christian hip-hop scene and connected with some artists who are now known as pioneers in the genre. You know, I knew that I did music and I was a rapper and I really didn't know of Christian rap. I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe God will use this to inspire people to, you know, press into him. And God will use this, this thing that I've been passionate about. And it was probably a couple of years after I became a Christian that I discovered, I think it was like the truths first mixtape. And then I went after that and discovered some cross movement stuff. And then uh, locally, I met a group called Future Shock. They were part of a collective called Tunnel Rats. So I was like 17, 18 years old. I met them. Actually, that's when I met Propaganda too. Me and Prop met when I was brand new. I mean, 10, 11 years ago. And he was a little bit older than I was. And so, yeah. So back then, we, uh, we, I started discovering and building relationships on the West Coast. And I was with Future Shock and Tunnel Rats. While in college, he married his wife when he was 23. The couple decided to hold off on having kids 
and to enjoy a season of each other. After seven years of marriage, Ruslan and his wife welcomed their first child, baby boy Levi Jackson. But before bringing forth a new life into this world, the couple managed to become debt-free in their late 20s. Preaching the importance of being debt-free is something Ruslan is passionate about. There's nothing in my life that can't be changed Even when the struggle remains the same There's nothing in my life that Nothing in my life that Nothing in my life that Can't be changed There's nothing in my life that Can't be changed Even when the struggle remains the same There's nothing in my life that Nothing in my life that Nothing in my life that Can't be changed Trying to change the world, but I can't change myself. Focusing on what others do, it don't really matter how I felt about so and so doing this and that. All along, I've been missing that fact that I got issues too, which leave me trapped in prisons. Too. Man, if you're really serious about living out your dream and, and, and having like doing what you're passionate about and doing not just you know, doing what you're passionate about, like one of the most practical things I've been able to do is become debt free, which means that my overhead is less so that I don't have as many bills. So I don't have to make as much money and I can take some creative risks. I can take some financial risks. I can do some things that, you know, I, I'm not, I would normally be afraid to do if I was just living paycheck to paycheck, you know, and that really just started in me getting a hold, a better, better, better hold of my finances, you know, and, and being in a place where, okay, cool. We got six months of, of, uh, six months, six month emergency fund in the bank, six months of living expenses. If anything goes wrong, if anything happens, like we're straight. You know, and so that gives me, I'm not operating out of desperation. I'm not operating out of fear. I'm operating out of an abundant mindset. And then I'm able to take more risks and do more things. And so, yeah, I would encourage everybody out there, man. Like if you're in debt, uh, get out of debt as quickly as you possibly can. We followed Dave Ramsey's FPU plan. Since we became debt-free, we've taken over 200 people through the program at our church. And I think collectively, they've that, that 200 people that went through it, I think have paid off almost a million dollars total. And so if, you, if you're debt-free, get out of debt as quickly as possible, especially if you're serious about being a creative or serious about being an entrepreneur. And if you're not debt-free, avoid debt at any cost. And what I say debt, I mean car loans. I mean student loans. There's no such thing as smart debt. All debt is dumb and the scriptures reflect that you know with the exception of, of maybe a mortgage if you're wise about how you get a mortgage the break's over the break's over about to give the game what it need a makeover the break's over the break's over yeah we're not stopping yeah we're taking over the break's over the break's over about to give the game what it need a makeover the break's over the break's over we're not stopping Another obvious passion of his is music. After putting out his first solo mixtape in 2004, Ruslan hooked up with Belief, and the two became the core members of The Breaks. The Breaks were a hip-hop band with musicians that rotated in and out, depending on their schedule. They opened up for major artists like Mob Deep and Ghostface Killa. Sadly, though, for Breaks fans, the group dismantled after their 2011 album, 
never me and Belief met 10 years ago in 2005. I remember it was the weekend right after Hurricane Katrina. And we had a, we actually ended up going to the same middle school, but he moved back to Baltimore right when I moved to North County. So we ended up going to the same middle school. We had tons of mutual friends, and one of our mutual friends happened to bring him to church. And I saw him at church. And at the time, you know, I was at the time our church was a predominantly white church. And I was like, oh, you know, he looks like someone I could relate to. He he's black, <laughs> you know. And I went up and introduced myself and we kind of hit it off and started hanging out and going to Denny's. And he it was just one of those, you know, we we clicked instantly. And he started out just as the kind of like the roadie, just hanging out, you know, helping me set up the equipment or whatever. And then he kind of was the guy around who cut hair uh, to, you know, to starting to DJ. And then he slowly started rapping. And then, you know, a year later, you know, a year and a half, two years later, the breaks kind of started taking off a little bit. And we we had uh, some shows and we're going out of state. And yeah, so he started out really as just kind of like the guy around to do whatever. And then he picked up DJing and started rapping and now you know he's a bona fide dope artist on his own so it's been cool seeing that evolution you know that's been 10 years almost so thirsty you can buy a bar I flow like my track was the road I'm a modern car so when you press on the brakes just know we're going far yeah hey yo the brakes yeah we going far Mike D yeah hey yo he going far Bruce Law say what hey yo he going far testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. You are listening to Ruslan's Testimony, A Musician's Story. Newcomer John Gibbs are two people Ruslan really poured into and helped to disciple. 
They also happen to be two extremely talented dudes who never wrote or spit a rhyme until they met Ruslan. You know, Belief is one of those guys, like there's certain guys that I don't know if it's like genetics or the favor of God, but there's certain guys that just kind of start rapping and they're just good. And that was definitely Belief. And then there's other guys like myself, like I really had to work hard and consistently polish my craft and really study the art. And, you know, I, we do all kinds of silly stuff like exercises and, you know, um, it goes deep. And so I'm one of those guys that I, I have to work hard to, to be, you know, to be good. And there's guys like belief in John that like, you know, John's been rapping maybe two and a half years, three years, you know? So the first stuff that like little engine and mind over matter, this first stuff you're really hearing John, those are some of his first raps ever written you're hearing and they sound phenomenal, you know? And if you go back and listen to my first raps 10 years ago, 12 years ago, they're terrible. So, it's, you know, it's, I don't know what it is, but those guys are, are ridiculously talented and I'm honored to be, you know, in a collective and working with those dudes. Ruslan and Belief formed the label King's Dream in an effort to push artists further than what the breaks had accomplished. God put John Gibbs in their path. They have helped to mold him into a bona fide triple threat, singer, rapper, and performer. In addition to Ruslan, John, and Belief being solo artists, the three have joined forces and created the super group Dream Junkies. Let's go. Yes, I am an immigrant. No, I don't belong here. Paint the realest images like Jesus without blonde hair. Yes, he is my God, bro. I am not a God, though. I should not be worshipped. I was purchased. Only God knows why. I'm alive and set free of all my demons. Rec told me when it comes to music, can't no one touch you with. I believe the Red said he told me the same thing. Belief told me maintain the main thing. A year of focus, you know my main frame here for the hopeless, so I remain sane. That's my pastor's goal. That's not a rapper's role. Maybe irrational, but I gotta take me a more active role. These MCs are cheesy, other casseroles. He without coining this cast of stone. We the last hope, yeah, I suppose. This is for my dreams, junkies. Uh, exactly a year ago we were like man like we really want to make a statement in 2014 like what is it that people want from us because even we knew that we wanted to be solo artists like the breaks thing was dope but me and belief knew like as he became a better artist i it wouldn't have been fair to just let him be the dj or the dj and the rapper from a live show perspective it was just kind of weird and awkward and we knew okay we want to be solo artists we want to put out solo music but a year ago we we're like man what did people really like from us what do people want from us and we were like i think people want all three of us on a project 
And I think it would be fun to give them something like that. And it would be fun for us to do because we were already all on the same label and working together and spending tons of time together. And so, yeah, about a year ago, we were like, man, let's do this Dream Junkies thing and let's just put out a free project and see how it goes. And I think it ended up exceeding all of our expectations and it allows us to be creative as solo artists. But at the same time, that's the collective, that's the crew. When we travel, we could all do an opening set and then we do a big Dream Junkie set to close out the night. And so, yeah, that was kind of the heart behind Dream Junkies. Holy Spirit, embrace me. I'm going in like a Texas scene. We just saw other world. We depart from the world, but we still live in it like HD. And I'm chilling with belief for root. Get with it what you need to do. Dream Junkies, we the group. You seen the proof. We got to believe in truth. What's all this fuss about? Go ahead and get your muscle out. Work hard, pray hard, live slow and give more. This is for my dream junkies. You dream junkies. Even when it seems ugly. It's okay to dream junkies. This is for my living. We the people with a dream. Time to live it out. Walk it out. No matter how it seems. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about Yeah, you know what I'm talking about Dream junkies, dream junkies This is for my dream junkies The first 2015 King's Dream album will be Ruslan's Do For One Do For One Do For One, what what does that even mean? Well, check out our next episode where Ruslan breaks down the title, the concept, and the songs. Turn me up to decibels, wiping off my spectacles. I'm eating beats, that's a double entendre. Instrumentals and vegetables. I would kill the track, but that's unethical. I would heal the track, but that's a testament. My daddy told me if someone hit me, better hit him back, don't let him mess with you. And if you lose, I'll smack the black hole for you. Well, that's a whole lot of slapping, Captain. I'm as dark as a black tar dip napkin. When the lights off, they like, where did he go? Nobody know what the way did we feel. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit testimonystories.com until next time I'm Brown there is a music lover constantly seeking positive music <laughs>